Buenos Dias from Greenway Parks, and happy St. Patrick's Day to those of you of Irish descent or interest. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 17th of March, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. As you may have noticed, based on the violent protests outside the National Congress building on Friday the 11th, Argentina's lower house approved the bill underpinning the agreement with the IMF. Rocks were thrown at the congressional building, causing damage even inside the vice president's office, and one police officer was hit by a Molotov cocktail. If you're wondering who opposes the agreement so strongly, it's mostly demonstrators from left-wing groups and social movements who argue that the IMF will condemn Argentina to a future of austerity. While there may be some truth to this, there's no escaping the repayment of the loan taken in 2018 by the previous administration, and falling into default would be significantly detrimental to the Argentine economy as well. Either way, the bill is now with the Senate Budget Committee, where VP Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner will lead the parliamentary debate. It is expected that the Senate will approve it by the end of the week. After the agreement with the IMF, resettlement opportunities for Ukrainian refugees is one of the main topics on the agenda. Although Argentina is geographically far from the conflict, the first family fleeing the war landed in Buenos Aires last week. They didn't reach out to the Argentine government for asylum. It was the Ukrainian community in Argentina who offered help, which, by the way, is the seventh largest community in the world. Now, the question is, what can Argentina do for those who are coming as asylum seekers? On Monday the 14th, The head of the foreign ministry's cabinet, Luciano Tito, and the South American representative for the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, Juan Carlos Murillo, had a meeting to identify available programs and resources to provide an immediate response to the demand for humanitarian assistance that Argentina could receive. For now, All we know is that humanitarian aid for Ukrainian refugees will be sent to Poland this week. The ripple effect of the war in Ukraine is being felt across industries and regions now, including the energy crisis. This could be beneficial for Argentina as leaders that oppose Putin are now looking for exploitable oil and gas deposits that are beyond Russia's reach, such as the shale oil and gas deposits in Neoken, Patagonia. On that note, Spain is looking to buy from Argentina. Ukraine used to be Spain's main supplier of corn and sunflower oil, and so they are in need of a replacement. Argentina has at least 7.5 million tons of corn and 100,000 tons of sunflower seed available for purchase, which is more than enough to cover the needs of the Spanish production and a good part of the European demand. Other businesses have no growth prospects in the near future, though. Argentina's manufacturing and construction activity declined almost 6 and 4 percent, respectively, their worst performance in months. The automotive sector in particular is seeing one of its worst slumps since January, down 12 percent from a year earlier. From deep down to high up, the low-cost airline JetSmart is making a $60 million investment to meet the growing demand in domestic flights. 
This includes the purchase of a new plane that will fly from Cordoba to Buenos Aires, meaning there will be four daily flights doing that route starting May 2022. The airline assured that the domestic market's demand has been growing. However, it's still 64% of what it used to be before the pandemic. Speaking of investments, IDB Lab, the innovation laboratory of the Inter-American Development Bank Group, will provide $830,000 to the municipality of Cordoba to finance startups that offer solutions to ongoing problems in the city. At least 600,000 of those U.S. dollars will be allocated to the Fondo Cordoba Ciudad Inteligente, to which 29 startups have applied. While most of them are local, the fund has received applications from startups in Costa Rica, Colombia, the United States, and Chile, all of which would start operating in the province if chosen. And since we brought up Chile, the country's new president, Gabriel Boric, took office on Friday the 11th as Chile's youngest president ever. Among the more than 20 international guests that attended the ceremony was his Argentine counterpart, Alberto Fernandez. In addition to being sworn in, Boric also vowed to get rid of Chile's neoliberal economic model and dictatorship-era constitution. He has plans to turn the country into a greener, more egalitarian welfare state. However, his coalition has never been in government, which may complicate the task, especially since the Congress is equally split between left and right-wing parties. Speaking of left and right wings, the Australian coach Michael Checa was confirmed as the new coach of the Pumas, Argentina's national rugby team. He is now tasked with taking the Pumas to the 2023 World Cup, which will take place in France. But before then, he'll have the opportunity to prove himself during the Rugby Championship in May, an international rugby union competition contested annually by Argentina, Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa. What's also taking place in May is the National Census, more specifically on May the 18th, which has been declared a national holiday so that everyone can stay home. Historically, it consisted of a census taker ringing your bell and requesting certain information from a questionnaire, such as the number of people living in the house, their ages, what commodities you have, and so on. That will continue to be the case this year, only this time Argentine citizens will also have the option to complete the digital version of the questionnaire. Once filled in, the system will issue a receipt that you will have to show the census takers on the day of the census. As of Wednesday the 16th, you can start completing the questionnaire at the webpage you'll find in the show notes. The government is keeping track of citizens in other ways, too. For instance, Argentina's money laundering regulator is putting all its efforts into adding service providers in the cryptocurrency ecosystem to its list of entities subject to reporting and recording suspicious customer transactions. Right now, the only regulation affecting digital service providers with virtual assets is a 2019 tax rule. 
The thing is, workers are increasingly getting paid in crypto as an alternative to U.S. dollars or other foreign currencies that are more stable and less subject to inflation than the Argentine peso. If you look around you in Buenos Aires City, you're bound to see at least one billboard advertising crypto exchanges like Buenbit. Cryptocurrencies, like any parallel market, gives Argentines the possibility to dodge currency controls. If you got paid 100 US dollars through the traditional banking system, you would get about 11,000 pesos, as that's the official exchange rate. However, through the unregulated parallel exchange rate, which is the one crypto operates under, you could get about 20,000 pesos. Naturally, it's mostly tech companies that are paying in cryptocurrencies. They most commonly use stable coins pegged to the U.S. dollar, such as Tether, but also Bitcoin and Ethereum in some cases. The episode is coming to an end, but before we go, we have a funny anecdote from last week. It turns out that a man ended up accidentally locked up in the vault of Banco Santander with the security boxes. He'd gone down there to empty his box and close the account and couldn't leave after he was done. Although he kept banging the doors and gesturing at the security cameras, it wasn't until he tweeted for help and called the police that someone came to open the door. He is all right, fortunately, but the failure of the security cameras is questionable at the very least. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Want to be informed? Keep listening to our updates. You won't regret it. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com. Nos vemos el próximo jueves. 